envy, hateful, and hating one another. He said, we ourselves also were. I'm so thankful for past tense verses. But such were some of you. We also were sometimes foolish. God bless you. You can be seated. Thank you, Sister Warbington. I have a phone floating around here somewhere. I don't, oh, it fell off. Don't worry about it. So here is John's second snapshot of what a spirit-filled man looks like. It's that he has compassion on the lost. Thank you. All human behavior is, is based on a belief. People are sinners because they have bought into a belief of some kind. Because the Bible says that every man's way is right in his own mind. We do what we do because we have certain feelings about why we are doing it. We, we buy into this belief that it's okay for a certain reason. And behind every sin is a lie that I am believing. You go all the way back to Genesis. Go all the way back to a tree where a woman is looking at the fruits that the Lord had said, to not eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, for in the day that thou shalt eat thereof, thou shalt surely die. It didn't say that she couldn't touch it. It didn't say that she couldn't look at it. He just said, in the day that thou eatest thereof. She was looking. Maybe she was comparing what it looked like to everything else that was in the garden. Maybe she was comparing its size. Maybe she was comparing textures. But it wasn't the, the visage of the fruit that was compelling. It was the serpent that was in the tree that began to speak to her about what it was that she was looking at. Why don't you just take a bite? Why don't you just try it? There's nothing wrong with doing it one time. And so she says, well, I, I've been commanded not to eat of it, not to take of it. And she even added, she says, I'm not even supposed to touch it. She, she's taking it a step further. She's, she's creating boundaries because if I can't eat it, if I can't have it, then I, I'm, I shouldn't probably even touch it. And he says, oh, you're not going to die. Your eyes are going to be opened. That's what people want you to think about knowledge, that it's eye-opening. Some knowledge is quite deceptive. And if you don't look at something deeper than what you see on the surface, you, you might just find that they're twisting what is being told to you so that you take advice that is incomplete. Knowledge can be deceiving. And it's eye-opening once that knowledge has been experienced and you realize it's not as 
it was dictated to you to be. Behind every sin is a lie that, that I am believing just like Eve. No, you shall not surely die, but your eyes shall be opened and you will be like God. And then when she took of it and she ate of it, what in her life changed? Could she speak worlds into existence with her voice? No, because she was not like God. Could she heal things with just the touch of her hand? No, because she was not like God. But she was like God in the fact that she could see her nakedness and her shame that she could never see before. She could see things that God did not intend for her to see because grace was blocking those things. But now sin had stripped that, that vision away and now she was seeing herself as she was along with Adam. They were naked and they were afraid. But until I begin to repent of the wrong thinking, I live under condemnation. Remember that Condemnation is when you have something against something else. You know something against something else. You've got like this weighted argument about something against it. I'm not wanting to get to eternity to find out that I am lost. I'm already lost. I'm condemned already. Just as John declared about Jesus coming into this world. He said he did not come into this world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That the light was come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. But he said that the people that received not the light, they were condemned in themselves already. I'm condemned Already without having to acknowledge my sin and understanding because if I do not repent of the lie that I am living in, I'm condemning myself already. For we ourselves were sometimes foolish. Now some of us might have been all the time foolish. Titus 3 in the Message Bible, it says it like this. It wasn't so long ago that we ourselves were stupid and stubborn. Dupes of sin. Meaning, tricked by sin. Led astray by sin. Ordered every which way by our glands. Going about with a chip on our shoulder. Hated and hating Man, that sounds a little bit condemning, don't it? Flesh wants to always respond in a certain way. And so Titus 3.11, he follows up by saying, For people like that have turned away from the truth. They are sinning and they condemn themselves. People who are falling apart know that they're falling apart already. They condemn themselves. And so, when it comes to finding life in this darkness, when it comes to finding hope in this darkness, it takes repentance. And so here is something how you will notice someone who is already condemning themselves already. They spend their life running from the light. 
They love darkness because it hides reality from them. It's sad when we have people that won't worship because they're too ashamed to worship. It's sad when we have people that won't repent because they're too prideful to repent. Because as long as they are living in darkness, they feel like their sins and their lives are covered. And the worst thing that they want to do is come to church and openly express their fault. Well, brother, sister, I want to hear, I'm here to tell you tonight, we're all sinners. We all need time in this altar. We all have things that we need to forgive people over. We all have things that we need to ask God to forgive us for. Every single one of us is in need of Him. Every single one of us is in need of a worship service. Every single one of us is in need of an altar. We cannot run from our sin, we, from, our, from our hope. We cannot run from our answers. We cannot run from the light that is trying to shine in our darkness. It does not hide our reality. It exposes our weakness when we're too prideful to come to God and say, have mercy on me. I'm sorry, Lord. It's, we're, we're, we're not hiding anything when we're too prideful to say, God, just let me forgive someone and as you forgive me. We, we condemn ourselves when we don't let God work in us. We condemn ourselves when we don't give grace a chance. We condemn ourselves when we refuse to respond. We condemn ourselves when we won't let go of our past. We condemn ourselves when we don't receive the light and we run from it. They can't see how sinful they are because they won't take an honest look at themselves. Because... I wrote this question down. What does an honest look at myself reveal? I'm just going to stop right there for a second. Brother Ralph, if we were to take an honest look at ourselves, do you have everything together? Sister Brown, if we were to take an honest look at ourselves, is everything where we want it and need it to be? Brother Daniel, if we were looking at ourselves, is everything in line? Sister Kathy, if we take a look at ourselves, to all of these wonderful people that I trust in their relationship and their walk with God, if we can't look at ourselves and say, oh, I'm good. then there's things that we need to start doing. There's things that we need to start responding to. How, how easy is it to hurt, get hurt when we run in the dark? I hate to admit the truth right now, but I'm about to, I'm about to just do it. We went back to Seattle again. Posey ended up in mom and daddy's bed again after we worked 
two or three weeks really good at getting her to go to bed in her own bed. So now Posey's back in our mom and dad's bed. And in the floor is Posey's toys. And at 3 o'clock in the morning, Posey wants a baba. And at 3 o'clock in the morning, you don't turn on the light because if you turn on the light, you wake everybody up. But when Bozy wants her baba, and at 3 o'clock in the morning, you get up in the middle of the dark to get a baba. And sometimes there's a toy right where you wake up and you put your foot. Ow! Because you just can't see in the dark. I'll tell you another story I've never told anybody. It's not just about being things being in the floor. I stubbed my toe in the dark trying to walk through the house more times than I can count. One time I kicked the door jam so hard I, I, I jammed my toe. Couldn't walk on this bad boy for a week. Well, one night my parents used to, to house exchange students for a school year. And there was a, a trip that we took to Blanchard Springs Caverns. And I'll, I'll never forget it. We were in Mountain View, Arkansas, home of folk music. And we were going to concerts. And we were going to this place and that place. And we were at some old cabins. And me and my little brother and a bunch of the other kids that were there were some of the other host families. Brother Joe, we were running around outside and I will tell you this hurt because while we're playing tag outside in the middle of the dark I thought it would be funny to run behind the building where there were no parking lot lights and I ran into a metal cable Stretched and strapped between two trees. I missed my neck, but I caught my mouth. And I ain't won't be too graphic. That little thing that ties your top lip to your gums of your teeth, it ripped pretty good. And if you'd ever seen someone get clotheslined before, it was just like that. I run and it flipped me back. I'm going to tell you, it is not smart trying to run in the dark. The light is important. I, I just want to tell you right now, if you are running from some things being revealed in your life, now is the time to stop running from the light because you're going to get hurt if you continue to run in the dark. I'm not necessarily worried about you bumping into something, but I am worried about time running out. I am worried about something breaking that cannot be repaired. I am worried about something being broken that God... A lot of times when things break, we don't come to God and let Him put them back together. 
tonight while we were getting ready to come to church, my wife had received a phone call and I was being asked by someone that I barely even know to come to a detention center and sit down with a young man and talk to him and counsel him because he does not want to spend the rest of his life trying to live his, going through the days in jail. And he feels that at this point he has hit rock bottom. He's never spent more than three minutes with me. But he's gotten to the point, he says, I need a preacher, I need a man of God to come and sit down and talk with me. So we can talk about what I need to do to get my life straight. I don't want to live in this pit any longer. You know what, we can come to a place and we can be broken enough where we will let God put our lives back together. But if we run too far, we will come to a place where... How horribly people are injured and scarred when they continually run from God's light. Because God does not hate sinners. We are to have compassion on them because He has mercy for them, love for them, and life for them. They just cannot see it. They don't know any better and they're only hurting themselves worse because they're condemned already. Isaiah the 57th chapter verse 20 and 21 says but the wicked are all like a troubled sea that when it cannot rest whose waters cast up mire and dirt there is no peace saith my God to the wicked. They're always raging on the inside and they can't find answers because they can't calm down. They're always raging on the inside and they can't find hope because they can't calm down because anytime they try to settle there's a lot of mire and there's a lot of dirt that are stirred up in their mind and it's stirred up in their heart and they cannot see hope. How do I fix this problem? It's easy. Repent. Which is basically changing the way that I think about my life and accepting the way that God thinks about it. It's not right. It's wrong. But it's okay. He says I can change. It's not right. It's the wrong way. But God says I can turn around. When I repent about it, I'm stopping looking at it the way that I look at it. And I start looking at it the way that God looks at it. Repentance is an inward change in attitude that leads to an outward change in action. It's an inward change in attitude that leads to an outward change in action. So here's the good news. If it is possible to live condemned already, then it is possible to live saved already. When I began to obey the gospel, when I am born again in the water and of spirit, God wipes out the judgment against me for my sins and he gives me salvation. I'm not waiting to get to eternity to find out that I'm saved. I'm saved already. I'm saved already. I have hope already. I live in this continuous feeling that I'm turning my life. That's why the Bible says I die daily. I give it to him daily. I repent daily. I ask for forgiveness daily. I make decisions I won't do that daily. I make decisions I won't go there daily. I make decisions I won't let it get to me daily. I make decisions I'm not going back daily because if I can be condemned already, I can be saved already. Oh, somebody clap your hands to the Lord right now and say, thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody say, thank you, Jesus. 
If you believe that you can live saved already, why don't you clap your hands a little bit louder and say, thank you, Jesus. John chapter 5 and verse 24 says, verily, verily. Again, he's saying, listen, listen. I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death to life. Hey, if you believe on him and you receive him, he that believeth in his... You listen, the Bible does not declare that the only thing that it takes for salvation is faith and belief. James implies that faith without works is dead. The works of repentance, the works of baptism, the works of God's salvation in our life, we cannot live without. Why? Because Jesus said you must be born again. What about thinking that I'm good changes my situation? Because I can say I'm good and still be a slave to my sin because I am not a child of God. Why? Because I have not been buried in His name. I do not bear His yoke upon me. Now, why do you think it was so important for the father to run out and greet his son, his prodigal son, and cover him with his cloak? And then he takes his ring and he puts it upon his hand. He's saying, as you have truly repented, you now bear my name. You're not a stranger. You're not a servant. That's all he was expecting. He said, I'll just go to my dad's house and I'll be a servant. I'll feed the sheep. I'll serve the cattle. I'll, I'll serve my brother and I'll... I, 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 even the servants of my father's house have, have more bread than this and they got some to spare he didn't have the expectation to take his father's name back he had, he had wasted that but the father's expectation was it doesn't matter what condition he's in when he comes back and he's repented and he said, Father, I've sinned against you and I've sinned against heaven also. And his father took his cloak and he clothed him. Because when I walk you into my house, ain't nobody going to see your scars. When you walk into my house, ain't nobody going to smell the pig pen on you. I bet his dad woke up every day in his riches and his lavishness, Sister Denine, and he had the finest fragrances and oils put on. I bet his coat smelled like sandalwood and cedar. And when those prodigals looked up and he said, Father, I've sinned! Nobody's going to smell that on you. Look at my fingernails and it's mucked and it's mine and it is grimed up under sister Denise he takes off his ring and he puts it on his hand no one's going to look at the details of your nails when they see my name on you so 
you can live in the salvation where we have been made free. The Bible says, stand fast in the liberty where Christ has made you free and not be tangled again with the yoke of bondage. Romans 8 and 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. See, you can say, I only believe, but that doesn't keep you from walking your own path. You see, when you are in Him, you walk His path. You walk after the Spirit. John 8, verse 10 and 11. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are thine accusers? And hath no man condemned thee? And she said, No man, Lord. Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. How do you recognize someone that is saved already? They spend their life running to the light. They love it because it lets them see reality. It's not a pretty sight at first, but when God begins to do a great work, they begin to accept it as His way of thinking and living a truly, remarkably good life. Because when I sin, I don't fall out of grace. I ask Him to forgive me. He picks me up and I continue to chase the light. I mess up! It's okay. His grace is sufficient. It picks me up. I continue to chase after the light. Why? Because he said this, and you shall know the truth. And that truth shall make you free. You see, none of us are worthy of it all. But when we fall and we mess up, we get our eyes back on Jesus and we start running. We start running. We start running. I, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I come short. I know that I mess up. I know we got a fault. I know that I got shortcomings. I know that I get angry. I know that I lose myself. I know that I fall into depression. I know that I get anxious. I know that I have defeats. I know that I got struggles. But as long as I get up and I see the light, I run because as long as I know that he is the truth he shall make me free so let's live saved already stand with me tonight come on why don't we lift our hands sister Worthington go ahead and lead us in worship one more time why don't you begin to open up your heart and your voice these altars are open tonight if you just want to come and take some time of personal dedication.